Welcome to Cowboy Ed, where we saddle up and ride through all those education issues. And today, we're picking up right where we left off, and we're going to talk about another hot issue in school. And not just because the weather might be hot, but we're going to talk about dress code. Dress code across the school spectrum. So first off, before we get there, Mai, how are you doing? Doing great. And I'm going to approach this today as a parent and not an educator because I just went through this in getting my senior daughter ready for high school. So this should be a fun topic. Well, that will be, well, and I, I don't know. I haven't spent a long time since I've been in a college classroom, so I have no idea what even a dress code might look at that level, but we'll, but we'll get there. So we know a lot of schools have, well, probably every school has some sort of dress code, some sort of policy on what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. Uh, and, and the question comes back to this idea of, well, where did dress codes start and who kind of created the dress codes? Were, was it the school as a whole? Was it the, the males in the community? Because schools used to be predominantly ran by uh, male principals, superintendents, those kind of things. What, was it driven by particular religious values? How have we got to where we are today, where we have these dress codes? And so common, commonly, if you look at a typical school, dress codes have some segment on appropriate uh, stuff on the shirt, like no drugs or alcohol or pornography or referencing uh, vulgar language. And, and so that's a pretty simple one. That applies to all of the students out there. And then you've got the segment that is uh, maybe sagging pants. Maybe pants need to be um, uh, no, no underwear is visible. So that can be appropriate to uh, all types of students. But then after that point, the school dress codes usually change at that point and address uh, the female population a little bit more specific from uh, how bras may be a, a, a visible, bra straps to cleavage. There, whoa, you said cleavage on Cowboy Ed. Who knew we were going this direction? To uh, whether bellies, uh, belly buttons, all, all those things could be uh, visible and, and it creates this issue. And so what is the right dress code? What is the wrong dress code? Uh, who knows? We could we could debate this for a long time. But I'm going to throw it back to Maya, Maya, the parent cowboy head rider today, and say, well, what was the issue you faced with your daughter? So their dress code is things have to be long enough that when you put your hands to your side that your fingertips are touching material, right? So your shorts have to be long enough, your skirts have to be long enough, um, well, my daughter has wickedly long arms, right? And so it makes me think of like why Michael Jordan always like went for the long basketball shorts, right? Because his arms were so long, he needed to fit for the dress code, right? That, you know, everything that she tries on is too short for dress code standards. And because her arms are long, her legs are long, 
and she always has that overlap and so she struggles and ends up you know wearing pants all the time or whatever and she she gets frustrated with that because it's not she's in her words it's not fair right because her lungs are her arms are long but as a parent trying to help her daughter figure out like what is she going to wear for the first year first day of senior year you know it was a battle it needs to be you know really just kind of straightforward about it and she ended up wearing um, a pair of long pants and it's you know pushing 90 whatever outside so it I don't know it's an interesting interesting little you know tense dance around like what what is appropriate versus what fits the rules well Maya you bring up a great point let's let's just let's just let we won't go down that path but on the same note we can specify this to this take arms out so people are different sizes so uh, a young lady built differently than another young lady is going to have the dress code applied to her differently on whether something is too cut too low or showing too much and it is in a sense out of their control it's how they're built so my only question is you were talking about that my first first thing that popped up to my I know your daughter plays basketball I don't know if she plays volleyball my question would be do the volleyball shorts meet the dress code no they do not they are the same volleyball shorts that you see all over the place that are you know tight spandex type you know little shorts um, and my daughter doesn't play volleyball she plays soccer but it's the same thing, you know, on a soccer pitch versus the basketball court versus whatever. And they buy the uniforms long, right? Because that's the typical, we'll use basketball as an example, right? Those are longer shorts. But what do the girls do? They roll the waist, they tuck the bottoms up into their spandex that they have on underneath the shorts. And they basically make shorter shorts out of them. Not as short as volleyball, but none of that fits dress code so you know and nobody you're not stopping a game in the in you know the middle of the first quarter to dress code everyone so it's just a really you know it's a really interesting phenomena to sit back as a parent and see all of that play out in front of you well, and again well, we're oh, sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but I was going to say again we're talking about the girls Right. It's it's really different for boy athletes. They their uniforms look different. Absolutely. I have a really good friend who is a principal in the northern part of of Wyoming. And, and Mr. Jones, literally, his name's Mr. Jones. He wrote a great article about the Summer Olympics back a few years ago after watching the men's volleyball team. And he went on about how well they had played and they looked and the da 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 da. And when he got, he, he kind of didn't know where it was going, but then when he got to the end and he said, and amazingly enough, they did it all with long shorts. And you think about that and you go, so guys are wearing long shorts in like the highest level of volleyball we have out there, but yet women girls were putting them in shorter and shorter and shorter shorts and if that is appropriate if that is okay then 
I guess, why isn't it okay that they wear that to school? Why isn't it okay that they wear that all the time and say, well, so be it. If that's what I, I, I have to be, I was at a cross country meet um, that had a mix of college and high school kids uh, a week ago. And the college teams were running in swimsuits. And so that is what apparently is gonna make them faster at cross country. And, oh, let me rephrase that. The females were running in essentially swimsuits. The gentlemen were not. And so you, you, maybe this really does dive into this issue of, are we creating a bias, a prejudice, a judgment? Right off the bat, right off the bat, when we start getting kids in school and saying, you are going to dress a certain way. You are gonna dress this way because it's provocative, it's this, it's that, and, or, or you're not gonna dress a certain way. And it's, it's super, I, I, I mean, it's 2022. And I've heard this statement, I'm gonna throw this statement right back to you. Being, being the, the, the female in the cowboy ed ride, I've heard, been told actually, in the conversation about dress codes, that part of the reason dress code is set up the way it is is because if girls just dressed however then the hormonal boys in junior high or high school whatever could not focus and could not stay attentive to class what do you think about that i'm not going to challenge the accuracy of that but the it makes me think is it the girl's responsibility to make sure that the boys are in check? I'm just gonna let that hang out there because I don't know if I, my horse is kind of pulling away from that question a little bit, but I think that, you know, girls want to feel good in their clothes, right? They want to feel like they look good, that they're, you know, well-dressed or presenting well or whatever and feel comfortable. And, you know, fashion is not necessarily comfortable. And so I think that, you know, this conversation could go all over the place. I mean, what if you had a volleyball girl who wasn't comfortable in those short shorts? Would she get to wear long shorts? Or then is she out of uniform, right? Like, I, it could go a million ways. But... To go back to your direct question, I think we need to help young women understand how they're viewed by others, but at the same time, they should be able to own their choices and not have to make choices because of the behaviors of someone else, right? That it's, it, I don't know, their responsibility is for themselves and their own learning and behaviors, not for the behaviors of their classmates. Well, Maya, I think that, I mean, that goes down a whole separate pass when I threw that question at you. It goes to, I mean, when you look at far work, I mean, assault and different things and, and that a person was dressed a certain way, so they brought it on themselves. Um, and, and we see that the other way with a, a, a person walking down the street over the last few years and whatnot, wearing a hoodie or wearing his uh, his pants slung pretty low and therefore immediately assuming that 
they're up to uh, mi mischief, if you will, or, or and, and lots of bad, you know, awful things have happened as a result of those situations. The, with those bad things happening, maybe maybe the issue, both male, female, everybody out there, is it goes back to the the age-old saying of don't judge a book by its cover. And, and you, you can't pass judgment immediately when you see somebody dressed anyway, whether it's male, female, or who, whomever, um, however they identify. But that's easy to say and hard to build a culture, a school culture, uh, as far as when we look at a school, Maybe, maybe that's the question is, as this ride kind of meanders destruction, it, how do we build that dress code culture that says, okay, we, we want you to dress how you want to dress, but you appreciate that some of that, whether it's too much, um, whether it's a saying, whether it's all, I mean, however, but that line of where it's offensive to somebody else, I, this is a tough one. I, my, you're again dealing with new teachers, and I don't know what I would tell a new teacher on on how to how to look at these issues. Well, students aside, I tell new teachers that are are going to go out into a placement. You know, for a lot of them, it's the first time they're dressing professionally, and. You know, I tell them, move around in whatever you're wearing, right? Bend over in front of a mirror, you know, duck down like you're talking to a, a small child, whatever. Like, do all of that to make sure your fashion choice isn't going to put you in an awkward situation. Because, you know, young college students don't necessarily think of that and they definitely don't, like, test it out, right? They go, ooh, I like this outfit and it may put them in a in a bind once they're in a classroom trying to you know move like a teacher so i i tell them to practice right in front of the mirror or test out whatever they're going to wear and you know maybe maybe that's just advice that should go to all those middle school and high school kids right if you're making this fashion choice of wearing a particular outfit think about it from an outside perspective you know what is this what what is the message? What is the perspective of someone else who's going to see you in this? And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's what we want to be teaching or, you know, it kind of stumbling over the words here, but it, it gets directly to the beliefs and values, which are personal, trying to fit into a public space, right? And so then that sense of community and, and those things don't necessarily mesh all the time. And, so it, you know, I, how do you balance all that in a classroom? I have no idea, but directly to the pre-service teachers, you know, the policies are in place for a reason and, you know, fall back on that, I guess would be my advice to them. And, and I, and I'll say, you know, the pre-service teacher, but to all teacher, I think the, the sad part about that is, is they fall back to whatever the policy is because that's their safety net. And like all things, they try to take their own opinion, try to take their own opinion out of those things, but their own bias and their own pieces come into that. And, and back to our conversation, we've had some, uh, you know, over, over time, you know, I've been in the classroom 20 years and we went from 
20 years ago, kids would have never thought about wearing tights to school, period. But then suddenly girls started wearing tights to school, and whether they were covered, how much they were covered, were they treated like nylons, or they treated, that became an issue. And, and to this day, one of the conversations I had with a student about it was when they, they looked right at me and they said, Mr. Gapti, if that's the dress code, how come teachers can dress against the dress code? And I thought, you know what, that, that, that is right in a sense of if it's if it if it is inappropriate in some definition of that then we have to apply that whatever it is length of clothing or appearance or sayings or all those things it should be generally applied to all of us um but yowzers this is this is an amazingly tough issue and it's a tough issue for kids and it's a tough issue for school and, and, and as we led into this, it, it goes hand in hand with cell phones because there is a piece of your beliefs, values, what is yours um, that you're, you, you can do as you want in a free country and nobody should, if, if mom or dad decide that you can dress and wear that shirt or that pair of pants or that, or whatever, that, that's their choice and it is not the school's job to, to dictate that or Put that out there. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I know this is a, a very challenging issue. And so I will, I'm, I'm going to kick it back to Maya and say this. So when you, when you think about, so your daughter's a senior, she's made it, made it almost to the end here. And what, if she was sitting here, what do you think her opinion overall about dress code would be? Well, I think that you know, one, you'd have to listen to her, her rant about her arms, right, being too long for the dress code. And that's totally how she views it, right, that that it's, you know, doesn't match her. But, you know, I think that she would admit that there's people that push it too far. And it becomes a distraction that people are distracted in class. And I think, you know, we're kind of on this kick of, of things that are distracting in the classroom and dress code is definitely one of those things that can really draw the attention of your learners somewhere else and so i think that she would also talk about that that is where the problem lies but you know she's she's a pretty you know easygoing wears her athletic clothes most of the time you know t-shirts and whatever so she doesn't challenge that but you know there's those students that do and I feel like my horse has just walked in a complete circle because I think it goes directly to your first question and she might bring this up is who made up the dress code anyway? If it is to help learning, is that policy promoting learning? And I think that's a conversation that could happen. And you know, I she she's in student government and so she really likes to promote that students you know, oversee the things that are happening in their student body. And I think she would say, you know, did any students have any say in this policy? Which again, right to your first question about where did this come from? So, you know, I don't know, I'm trying to read her mind, but I think that for the most part, she tries to follow the rules, but she struggles because it doesn't, it's not easy all the time. And when she feels like things are appropriate, the dress code says they're not. So,
Yeah, and, and, and Maya, you're right. We could definitely go back on the history and even to, to present day on what where does dress code really develop? And I, I mean, I think we might, that you know, that would be, maybe that's a doctoral thesis in the sense of, you know, we can say maybe it was targeted by, by males running the schools, but we could also say that it was maybe females on the other side of it because they... I'll just throw it out there like it is. They couldn't wear what those that their students are wearing, and it makes them mad. So that's a good one to just throw the ride at the end and pull the reins back and go, whew, here's another tough issue. We hope that the conversation we create for you helps you get to some solutions and share your solutions, share some ideas, share with us, and and then let's, let's build a better school. But with that, let's head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Cowboy Andy.